0: So just a reminder, before we begin the episode, if you have any comments or questions about today's podcast or any of the past episodes, please feel free to check out the Aishapedia Uncut highlight reel on Instagram at Aishapedia. I'm open to any feedback that you have about the show, whether it's good or bad, please feel free to leave some of that feedback. Hi everyone, and welcome to Aishapedia Uncut with me, your host, Aisha, or as you may know me on social media, Aishapedia. episode was supposed to be about something completely different. But over the last weekend, I came across a piece of news which frustrated me quite a bit. Belgian universities have banned the headscarf, particularly after the constitutional court in Belgium ruled that this ban does not constitute a violation of the right to human dignity or to the right of religious freedom. Of course, this caused major uproar and thousands of women have protested against this. And whilst this restriction against Islamic coverings isn't the first, it's still quite demoralizing. I'm not sure if any of you remember, but France have actually banned the burqa and the niqab, which is the face veil. Quite a few years ago, there was a big uproar about the banning of wearing the burqa, banning of wearing the burkini. It was insane. But don't you think it's ironic, considering the coronavirus now has us covering our faces with masks? Which often leads me to the question of whether people are just ignorant about what the hijab represents in Islam, or whether the definition of protecting your dignity is completely influenced by bigoted ideals. Either way, I felt it would be right to discuss what life as a hijabi represents. Because as someone that wears the headscarf, it does not mean that I am oppressed and it does not mean that the people who wear it are oppressed or have no autonomy to make choices, to make decisions. So let's start with the facts. Let's start with what the Quran says. And the Quran is actually the holy book of Islam for those of you that aren't sure. There have been some misgivings about whether this is even mentioned in the Quran at all and whether we actually have to wear the hijab. And the answer is yes. What I'm about to actually interpret with you is all stated in the surah, which is also known as the prayer, called Al-Nur, which means the light. It is the 24th surah and it is in verse 31, which states that the believing women are to guide their private parts and not expose their adornment except that which appears thereof and to wrap a portion of their head covers over their chest. So this automatically means yes, it's obligatory to wear the scarf and uphold this modesty in your attire from the age of reaching puberty. So let me give you a bit of some personal experience. I started wearing the headscarf at the age of 15 and purely out of my own choice, meaning my parents never forced me, I was not beaten into wearing it or any of those extremist ideals. I was in my third year of high school and one of the main influential factors was actually because all my cousins started going to this religious scholar for weekly talks, religious talks. It wasn't exactly Sunday school, But this very learned woman, she was giving talks at her house and it was just a ladies only class. We would go, we would sit there, very inspiring talks. It was not around the headscarf particularly, but just the way Islam works. There were narrations about the prophets and the many prophets and how Islam came to be. I actually went a few times and automatically felt inspired to get closer to my religion. Shortly after that, a few of my cousins started wearing the headscarf and I actually spoke to my mom about wearing the headscarf. To which she said, I need to be doing it for the right reasons. And not just because my cousins were doing it or because I've seen other people doing it. I mean, my mom herself said to me that she only started wearing it after she went for pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia. And that was way after she married my dad. I decided to test it out. I tried wearing my scarf out with my mom on a couple of grocery runs and pretty soon I started feeling confident in it. Wearing it at school and being the only one wearing one in my class was extremely nerving. So many questions of why and did you lose your hair or were you forced? Even some people were asking me whether I'm now suddenly oppressed. Are you forced into it? Oh, why do you wear it? But your friend who's also a Muslim doesn't wear it. Even my guy cousins were like, oh my god, what's going on? Why did you wear it? What's happening? And after explaining to them that I wanted this, quite repetitively, might I add, for myself and for my religion, it helped me feel more confident about my decision. I was definitely fearful, but quite confident, actually. So over the years, my hijab felt like a pillar of support. It wasn't always smooth sailing. When I was in university, I was definitely subjected to awkward glances And I actually recall once sitting in a cab with my friends. They were both non-Muslim, but they were also the same ethnicity as me. And I straight up was ignored when the taxi driver was making small chat and I was making small chat. And the cab driver completely ignored us. He was white. But is that even the point? The purpose of my scarf was never just a fashion accessory. It was a symbol of my religion. And exercising modesty was something I was working towards every day. It wouldn't be a true story if I did mention that a lot of the time I did waver in my faith and that did make me question as to whether I should still be wearing the hijab in the first place. In fact, there were times I felt so unsure because I felt that I was praying only for the sake of praying, not because I wanted to and not because it was for the sake of God. It felt more of what I was doing was not for me or for my personal decisions. I actually contemplated taking off the hijab, and the fear of being condemned did hold me back from taking off my hijab, but in moments of concern or doubt, I would actually read more or I'd watch my favourite modest YouTuber to take my mind off it, or even just chatting with my friends because this feeling made me feel extreme guilt to even bottle it up. I had to keep asking myself, who am I more fearful of, what am I doing this for? And after speaking to my friends, they actually kept saying to me, So Aisha, who are you wearing the headscarf for if you're so worried about it? Is it for people or is it for God? And every time I would ask myself this, when I felt a little bit of creeping doubt, I would feel instant relief. Because if I knew that the answer was for the sake of God, then I knew what I was doing was on the right path. You're listening to Aishapedia Uncut and we'll be right back. The next thing that I actually wanted to discuss because this seems to be quite a whole social media frenzy was when a favorite or two headscarf-wearing YouTubers of mine that I followed for years decided to remove their headscarf and they ended up being celebrated. I'm going to be honest with you, I was upset and I was more upset at how they profited whether it was in followers or endorsements but it was over this religious symbol and then all of a sudden they forsake it and claim that only god can judge them despite being a public figure and despite sharing their lives with us and sharing their journey of hijab with us for so long i mean was removing the headscarf wrong i think so yes but was i right to judge them not in the slightest wearing the scarf in today's world and adorning the rules of a hijab especially in 2020 is not easy whether it is the discrimination we face because of it the racial slurs or even our own laws ruling against us hijab should be remembered as more than just a trendy symbol of social expression it's a symbol of islam it is a tool of respecting the word of god so seeing bloggers take off their hijab as a way of speaking their truth and being celebrated for it as self-love makes me so disappointed because this is where people around the world who come to know about hijab and what it symbolizes are often misled, that it symbolizes oppression and self-apathy. While I know being upset about their actions about the hijab does seem disappointing, it doesn't make them any less Muslim or any less religious for that matter. And even though they have this big responsibility because of their big following and because of their big platform, it doesn't mean we should villainize them because we don't agree with their ideals. As someone that wears the hijab, I understand every day how tough it is. And like I said, the society we live in does not make it any easier in any way possible. So when you see a blogger take off their scarf, don't reprimand them. Don't leave nasty comments. Don't even shame them. From my own experience, doubt is so normal. And I've learned of a few things that we can do if we or any one of us is feeling doubt towards hijab. Or if even someone we know who's wearing the hijab feels less inclined to wear it we still have to try and learn about it. First thing I would say is to talk to someone, you know, someone that wears the hijab, ask them their thoughts on how they can upkeep the hijab. Even speaking to people who are more learned can help. It helps to understand the meaning behind hijab and get other viewpoints as to how Islam shaped and if anything, empowered the woman in our Islamic history. Because that's what people don't tell you. The more you read about it, the more you realize how Islam has really empowered women rather than oppressed them. And if you feel that you can't find anyone to talk to, then go online. Take the initiative to watch videos and familiarize yourself with talks and people that you feel elevate your faith in a way that actually makes you want to do better. And if you're unsure on how you feel about the hijab, as someone considering wearing it, or even if you know someone taking it off, pray. Don't put them down. Pray for their strength in their faith. And if you still feel you can't do that, then rather unfollow in a way that does not negatively impact you or them. As your character and your response will also be something that will guide them. The more negativity they've experienced, the more they realize what kind of a community that they're being surrounding themselves with. I know the YouTuber that I followed, she dealt with a lot of negative backlash. And a lot of the hate that she got came from our own Muslim community. So what does that say about us? You know, moving to Cape Town had probably been one of the most spiritually uplifting moves. And praise be to God, Alhamdulillah, I have felt more inclined to do better. I'm still learning and questioning my actions every day. But the spiritual conviction I feel moving here has really helped me. That I have to owe to the friendships I've built because some of them, whether they've been Muslim or non-Muslim, have helped me question my faith in ways that have only brought me closer towards it. Whether it's also the Muslim community, I mean moving to Cape Town, there's plenty of halal food, plenty of halal requirements, and they even have prayer rooms in the shopping malls. The positivity I felt on social media has also been such a great win. I'm a modest influencer and I may be small, but whatever voice I can lend to the community or to people who want to know about modesty or even just wearing the headscarf, I want to help, and any feedback I can get or give back just makes me want to do better and makes me want to learn better because of the platform that I have. Yes, there are hurdles, so I do try my best to stay grounded, and I have to keep questioning myself, something which I urge all of us to do. I said in a couple of episodes as well, we need to keep checking ourselves, whether it's our privilege or whether it's the way we treat people or the way we see things. We need to keep checking ourselves for ourselves, and we need to do better. Whether we're Muslims or even just as people, we rather lead with light than with hate. So thank you all for listening to my podcast today. And I know it was quite a short one in comparison to my past episodes, but I thought I would give a little bit of insight on how I've been feeling. And even though a lot of the time people think the hijab is a symbol of oppression and the symbol of extremist ideals, it's really not. Ask any hijabi out there that is very passionate about their religion. You will be able to see through their actions how they feel. I personally feel that the hijab in so many ways liberates me. It helps me feel part of a community and something which I cherish so dearly because it's something that I've been able to rely on for so many things in my life. And I hope this episode resonated with some of you or inspired some of you. So thank you all for listening and taking the time, once again, out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. Please feel free to subscribe and leave some comments and feedback on what you think about this episode. And if you're a hijabi, please share some of your stories. I'd love to know more. Thanks again and I'll see you in the next episode.